The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. Monday morning, it's cloudy, muggy, 72 degrees in Buffalo. Let's start with the National Weather Service. Meteorologist Aaron Reynolds joining me right now. Aaron, what kind of a day are we in for today in Western New York? Well, there'll be some showers around the area this morning, and then... uh, the skies will become just mostly cloudy, and then uh, later this afternoon we expect low pressure to approach the area, and we could have some more showers and thunderstorms, some of which could produce severe weather. Yeah, how strong could these storms be potentially? Well, like I said, some could produce severe weather. We'll have some gusty winds with them, um, some small hail, and uh, also some very heavy rain. I mean, it's soupy out there. Yeah, you really feel it this morning. Um, is that the humidity kind of helping to build up these storms? That is correct. And, and is there a window maybe to be on alert for today, a certain time that we should be watching for this? Yeah, later this afternoon into this evening, um, probably late this afternoon after about 2, 3 o'clock. Okay. And is the interior sections more vulnerable than, say, along the lakeshore? That is correct. Um, and the further you go east uh, across the state, uh, there's a greater chance for severe weather. All right. We'll uh, keep an eye on it. I'm sure you will, too. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron Reynolds at the National Weather Service. Again, it's cloudy. It's muggy. 72 degrees right now in Buffalo. And we have an update this morning on the first ever Costco coming to the Buffalo area. WBEN's Brayton Wilson talks with Amherst Town Supervisor Brian Culpa. Demolition work of the old UB Annex buildings is nearly complete according to Amherst Town Supervisor Brian Culpa and Benderson Development is putting together the final details into the project to build the newest home for Costco in western New York. They're up for site plan review again at the next planning board meeting. That'll be coming up in a couple weeks. The project once it has site plan approval will move on to their permitting. So it looks like if they wanted to be aggressive, they'd be able to do concrete and structural steel this fall and winter. It'll be up to them as to how they want to drive through construction season, but all indications are that they've been pretty aggressive so far. While Culpa is unsure of the exact timing of when the Costco project will be completed, he believes they would try to be open in Amherst in time for the winter retail season in 2025. Regardless, Culpa is happy to to have the project in its final site plan review stage heading towards permitting to eventually start construction. Once they have site plan authorization, they've got a lot of grading work to do, so it'll be earth moving. And from there, they could head towards foundations. They've got a lot of undergrounds to do utility-wise. It's, it's like you're going to see boxes coming up out of the ground yet, but you'll see some equipment on site. And what could we see of the site one year from now? This time next year, it'll really look like something. But again, this is all up to our Buffalo winter and construction cycle. More from Culpa on the Costco project is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right. Uh, exciting. A lot of people are wondering about Costco, talking about it uh, quite a bit, especially if you drive along Ridgely Road, where that site is uh, is happening. Western New Yorkers have a new way to purchase recreational marijuana. An e-commerce company called Cantera has entered the market They're launching an online service that'll take orders beginning today. Deliveries will begin on Friday. This is available to all of Western New York from Buffalo to Rochester. It comes just weeks after the first local cannabis dispensaries opened locally. Cantera's inventory comes from local farmers. It's described as a new era in cannabis accessibility. New York State, meanwhile, is planning to hike the tax on cigarettes by a dollar a pack starting September 1st. WBEN's Tom Puckett hears from someone who says 
convenience stores are going to take a hit. As New York State tax on a dollar tax on each pack of cigarettes next month, Ken Sopras of the New York Association of Convenience Stores says this is going to hurt those who do the right thing. What this is going to do is to hurt legitimate retailers who actually do ID checks uh, and actually do keep the products out of the hands of, of kids and, and, and force folks uh, to find cheaper and more I- I- illegal uh, ways to purchase the product. Sopra says New York has the highest cigarette prices in the country. And New York also has the highest rate of illegal trafficking of, of cigarettes. So about 60% of all cigarettes consumed in New York State are illegal. Uh, so when the state raises the price of a legal product, again, it's it's not impacting the, the, the smokers. Uh, it's impacting the, the legal stores, and you're going to see that happen. Sopra says cigarette sales mean a lot for stores like his. Find out how much online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Tom, thank you for that. And we're asking you over at WBEN.com this morning about this. Do you think higher taxes on cigarettes helps curb smoking? Yes or no? Right now, 85% of our website visitors have checked no. You can check in the right side of the page at WBEN.com. All eyes on former President Trump and his legal team who have until 5 o'clock today to respond to the federal judge in the January 6th case. Special counsel Jack Smith has requested a protective order arguing Trump might use his social media accounts to disclose evidence or intimidate witnesses in the case. I'm being indicted for you. The former president is out on the campaign trail, holding events in Alabama and South Carolina, blasting the special counsel. We call it a sham indictment, and the, you know, the man that's doing it, I really believe he's uh, mentally ill. Trump's former vice president and current challenger for the GOP nomination, Mike Pence, considered a key witness in the special counsel's case. Pence saying Sunday on CNN he has no plans to testify in Trump's trial, but would if ordered. That's Jay O'Brien in Washington. We'll follow that for you through the day. A late night crash northwest of Philadelphia has resulted in what police are calling multiple fatalities. It was a bus collision. Just before midnight, according to Pennsylvania State Police, a charter bus carrying as many as 50 passengers on Interstate 81 near Harrisburg collided with another vehicle. The bus flipped onto its side and slid to a rest on the shoulder of the freeway. Three people were pronounced dead at the scene, while others were taken to the hospital, some with critical injuries. That's Jim Ryan reporting there right now. We don't have a number of fatalities, but we'll continue to monitor. A fire out west in Southern California turned deadly as two firefighting helicopters collided yesterday. Authorities say two firefighting helicopters collided with each other in Riverside County. The first helicopter was able to land safely nearby. Unfortunately, the second helicopter crashed. David Fulcher with CAL FIRE says three people died on that second helicopter, a division chief, an air captain, and a contract pilot. We have lost three great individuals, three fathers, three husbands, three friends. He says the crash sparked an additional four-acre fire that has since been extinguished. The NTSB will investigate what happened. Mark Remillard, ABC News. And SpaceX successfully launched another Falcon 9 rocket from Cape Canaveral in Florida last night. The rocket launched a batch of 22-second generation Starlink V2 mini satellites, which will provide Internet access around the world. The launch was the fourth flight for the first stage booster, which landed on a drone ship stationed in the Atlantic Ocean. Jordan Phillips has made his debut with the Buffalo Bills. At the start of Bills' training camp journey, the team placed three players on the PUP list, 
Phillips was among that trio due to a shoulder injury that he sustained last season. The injury required off-season surgery, which Phillips was rehabbing, until yesterday when he took the practice field for the first time with the Bills. So exciting to have Jordan Phillips back with the team. And the Mega Millions jackpot has risen to an estimated $1.55 billion in what would mark the largest in the game's history after no winning tickets were sold in Friday's drawing. If the estimate holds, it'll mark the third largest overall jackpot in U.S. lottery history. There has not been a Mega Millions jackpot winner since April 18th. The next drawing is coming up tomorrow night. Good morning. WBEN News Time is 510. Let's take a look at the WBEN Just Call Jed forecast today from Aaron Mankowski. It's going to be a little unsettled, especially for today. Well, we've already had a round of rain overnight. We'll have cloudy skies. It's very humid out there this morning. Soupy is what the National Weather Service just used to describe it. And we'll see some showers and some thunderstorms, especially later in the afternoon after 2 o'clock firing up. That could be on the strong side. We'll see a high today of 80 degrees. Tomorrow, light rain showers, a high of 76 Wednesday, mostly sunny, high 80, and Thursday we could see some thunderstorms and a high of 74. It's cloudy, very, very muggy, 72 right now in Buffalo. How was your weekend, Joe? No complaints. Um, We've got the first two days that my son has slept seven hours. Wow, congratulations. 11 weeks old. That he is has a, slept a past 5 a.m. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was great. And uh, my wife just texted me. He's still sleeping today. It's the third day in a row. So that was, I mean, that's exciting stuff. That totally is. It's, it's a life changer right there. So, I mean, that, I mean, you know, I, I, these are the exciting things. Uh, the uh, return of the blue and red or red and blue scrimmage right? on Friday. That was fun. That followed a uh, flat Did you t- go to that? Yes. Oh. Thank you. Uh, I missed out on season ticket holders being able to get it because I was working and then forgot to sign in and it had sold out. Thanks to Odyssey, I was able to go. Oh, good. And um, that was fun, but that followed a flat tire I had gotten after work on Friday. So, rough start, great weekend. That's good. Yeah. Finished on a good note. Yeah, for sure. Happy to hear about your son. That's awesome. Thank Um, you. On the uh, blue and red, what did you think of the... The blue helmet that Josh Allen was wearing. You know, I love the Bills, and whatever they do, I will support. Not a fan of the blue helmet. I was going to say, it's not my favorite. It works well for the UB helmets. I love that blue on the UB helmets. You know what we want, Bills, you're listening. You know what we want. We want the red helmets back. That's what we've been asking for. Stop teasing us. I know it. Everyone's going to throwbacks. I mean, I think the Titans are wearing an Oilers throwback this year. Bring it back. That's all we're asking for. I mean, why are they waiting? What's the hold up here? I hope they're waiting until like September 10th. They're not waiting for the new stadium, do you think? I mean, that I haven't even thought of that, but that 100% could be it. I'm just thinking that maybe, you know, they want to, that's, they want something big with the new stadium. Build up anticipation. Yeah. That's a long time, though. That is a long time. That's three years from now. It's three more seasons. It's three seasons of people not knowing where to park. Oh, here we go. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. 
Partly sunny skies for the first part of the day, and then storms will develop this afternoon. Some could be strong to severe, with temperatures in the low 80s. For tonight, some scattered showers and thunder showers, lows in the mid-60s. On Tuesday, a little rain in the morning, clearing in the afternoon, with highs in the mid-70s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Amherst Town Supervisor Brian Kalpa is joining me this morning on WBEN. Uh, we want to talk about some development in the town, but first, Brian, I want to ask about the blizzard. The state's blizzard report is out. It came out late Friday. Uh, local governments are doing their own reviews. What, in your opinion, is the, was the biggest deficiency in the government response to the storm? biggest deficiency in terms of local government or the biggest deficiency as a region? You know, both. Say, yeah, so I, I would say that, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but I think a lot of people realize that we should have been more forceful with the driving ban earlier on Friday. Um, there was enough information out there to warrant it. Um, and, and that you know, is both a county and local level issue. As we I, both could have done that. As I remember, that a travel ban was not put in place until after 9 o'clock on that Friday morning. Seems to me that if it had been announced on Thursday, it would have helped a great deal if employers didn't have their people coming into work Friday morning, trying to get home Friday afternoon, things like that. I think the second issue is... Uh, a conversation with the healthcare networks. A great deal of people who were traveling um, once the ban was put in place um, were people going to work at hospitals or, or leaving shifts. And um, in advance of everything, that should have been worked out so that those major healthcare providers um, could have continued to operate, um, but they wouldn't have had to send staff out into the blizzard or expect staff to travel through the blizzard to get to work. Again, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and you learn. Um, that's why you do after-action plans. Um, it's something that the town of Amherst is taking very seriously as well. And our own after-action, um, you know, our own after-action reviews, and, uh, and, and that's something that, you know, obviously healthcare workers are priority personnel. Uh, but even priority personnel couldn't move around in this stuff. So um, we'll see what happens as we move forward. Yeah, the state report also said that the DLAN system and New York respond systems didn't talk to each other, and that became a problem. Which do you use, and how often are your people trained on it? Um, our people are trained very regularly on it. Um, in fact, our people participate with Erie County um, on a on an ongoing basis, um, I would say that we know the DLAN system very well. Uh, the DLAN system may have had a couple of hiccups during the storm, uh, but you know, it, but but that is uh, the first uh, mode of operation for us is DLAN. Are you familiar with the New York response system? We are. Um, and we also have that up and running at our emergency operations center. Uh, it's just the local government, uh, what we need tends to be more DLAN related than New York response related. Should there just be one, do you think? Or is it, does it work to have two? I don't know, you know, how you could 
could merge them, um, I think that that would that would mean that uh, we have to to look and see if um, if every time the county does uh, have a have a state of emergency or every time there's a local state of emergency, you know, are we going to to create a state response as well? Um, obviously, in the blizzard, you know, it, it rose to that level. Uh, but on a condition of a localized fire, uh, some other items that come up, you know, I'm not sure that that we would necessarily be looking for state response to be part of it. You know, but you might want DLAN and the county to be part of it. So, for instance, uh, we didn't use a state, we didn't use an emergency order. But you know, when we had the PPE fire in the southern and southeast corner of Amherst. Uh, we had county response as well because we, it was right at our border. We needed um, help. The, the, the airport was right there. Uh, we used county emergency equipment. Now that, I would say, would be something you'd put into state response. I, I don't know that that rises to that level. And the iPod system or Amber Alert system that everybody knows about, if that was activated... Do you think that would have made a difference? Um, I think that the there the alert systems that we use certainly could have um, helped uh, the I don't know how much they would have curtailed people traveling from out of town who were off the throughway and got stuck here. Um, seemed to me that that those people weren't going to pay attention to a local alert system maybe they would have seen it because um, because traveling in they would have been alerted to it but um, you know I, I'm, I'm not sure I mean that there's an option there um, moving forward you know sure we should look for alerts uh, you know in this in this circumstance uh, there were a lot of people who were also pretty determined to travel irregardless of the travel ban. So, you know, I can't put it all on government. So we've got to do a better job, you know, as community members also recognizing that there's a reason why we ultimately put in a travel ban. So there's a lot to, there was a lot to, to learn on this one, um, a lot to, to deal with. But, you know, I, I think that the reality is, uh, you know, sometimes you have to make it up as you go. You're never going to be able to pre-plan everything perfectly. Uh, but the more we can get right out of the gate, the better. All right. I want to, before we let you go, ask about Costco. Um, is that the most, I guess, most frequent question you get from people in the community okay. is when is Costco coming? You know, I, I think that there's there's a Costco, uh, Boulevard Mall, um, and I would say if after Costco, the Boulevard Mall, you probably have... Uh, you know, questions about uh, Station 12. There's some toss-up there, uh, and I never know exactly which one's most important or most uh, most conversive, uh, but Costco certainly is a uh, uh, hot topic, yes. What is the target date for that to be open on Ridgely? So Costco is um, currently in its planning board, um, review and that you know that could be a couple more weeks that could be uh another couple another month um we don't know right 
planning board's going to make sure they try to get all that right. After planning board's done with it, um, you know, they've got to pull permits and get into construction. Uh, the construction season around here, you know, it's an interesting phenomenon, I think, right? The, um, if we have uh, hospitable winters during the construction season, um, you know, then we could look for that to be, uh, you know, a year. Uh, if we have uh, really inhospitable weather, you know, it could go a little longer. So you never really know how to answer that. I think they're looking to break ground and do grading in the fall and winter. Um, and, you know, after that, we'll all just have to wait and see how fast construction can move. So possibly 2024? Uh, <laughs> you'd have to ask better than Costco. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure that some ideal world they'd, they'd be hitting a, a, a Christmas season, but uh, my guess is probably more 25. Um, we're all anxious about it, so obviously uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of anticipation around this one. Brian, thanks so much for the time this morning. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Amherst Town Supervisor Brian Kalpa. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.